welcome to the fourth episode of Sports Core. I'm Connor Carrington, joined alongside Ben Brown and Riley Jobs-Wilson from, from Sports. Hey. Uh, today, of course, we have to talk about uh, third round of the playoffs, uh, especially, yeah, we got Vegas came out with the win last night, 4-1 victory over the Montreal Canadiens in Vegas. And then tonight, after the Islanders took game one, two to one, the Tampa Bay Lightning trying to tie up the series starts at eight o'clock. So we'll, we will discuss that. It's been quite the series, both series so far. Congratulations, Canada. CFL is back. Yes, it is. Event season uh, starting August 5th, uh, 14 games. And it'll go until December 12th, where the Great Cup will be hosted in Hamilton. We'll get to so. this later, Connor, but good venue. As far as the Great Cup goes, you need fans that, you know, take the game seriously yeah, and are going to create an environment. So, <laughs> anyway, back to you and we'll get this going. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, of course, game one, Vegas Golden Knights, they came out, came out to a 4-1 victory. Uh, three goals by their defensemen, uh, and pretty much if it what I saw, if it wasn't for Price, it could have been even more lopsided. That could have been an eight-one game. Yeah, <laughs> yep. totally. Like Price had to make some quite quality saves. Give Flurry credit; he made some great saves. But how do you expect this series to play out? Do, does Montreal have any sort of chance? Let's start with you, Riley. I'm going to throw it to Ben. I know you wanted to go to me, but I was talking to Ben earlier and I just want to know his legitimate opinion on this because we were discussing off air and I'm not sure exactly where he landed on this. And I'll give my opinion, but uh, I'll chime in after Ben takes the lead. I was just wondering, and you can chime in as well, Cece. um, Just how many games can Carey Price steal? Because it doesn't feel as if Montreal has the talent level to win a game just based off being the better hockey team. So Mm. you might disagree with that. But just from game one, I know it's early, but boy, did Vegas look good. Their building is jumping. Their offense is clicking. They're getting goals from their defensemen, which, by the way, it's hard to win without your defensemen. And I know we're going to get to my my bolts later, but the, <laughs> this is shocking. And you guys, I don't know if you know this stat, but as of right now, Tampa Bay doesn't have a single goal from their D-men right now in the entire playoffs. It's hard to believe because you look at all the talent on that blue line, which is astounding. So... You look at Vegas, it just makes it so much easier to win games when you're getting production from the blue line. But back to that for a moment. We'll start with you, Ben, and maybe go around the horn here. Is that the case? First of all, is that the case? Does Price need to steal games from Montreal to win? And how many does he steal? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think, um, I mean, especially when you measure it up to the Vegas Golden Knights, because, you know, yeah, the Leafs were a talented team, but I don't think for part of the series <laughs> for part of it um but uh we don't talk about that anymore here uh i don't think carrie price had to steal any games against the leafs and he didn't have to steal any against winnipeg either so this is clearly the toughest test that montreal will have faced and we saw it last night like you mentioned it could have been about a seven or eight one game if it wasn't for price he made three or four absolute 10 bell saves to keep the Habs even within sniffing distance of this hockey game. And, you know, I think um, 
in terms of the amount of games he can steal for them, maybe two, potentially. <laughs> I'll take it from there, Ben. I was going to say, I think Vegas in five from game one. Yeah. I gave Montreal a little bit of credit coming into this series. I was like, you know what? Underdog story, they're starting to believe. But then I think that belief was kind of crushed a little bit because I think game one is always huge for every team, but specifically an underdog story that's in the yeah. midst of a Cinderella run. You need that game one to have confidence that you can beat a mammoth hockey team like the Vegas Golden Knights. So maybe two is Ben's answer. I'm going to go with one. I think Price is just so good that eventually he's just going to steal one. And you got to put this in perspective too. This is a Vegas Golden Knights team that does struggle to score on occasion especially in the playoffs. You remember last year, deep in the playoffs, especially Thatcher Demko, uh, he really gave them a rough ride with like 40-plus saves in consecutive games. So the way I look at it, I think Price might steal one, but I don't think he can steal more than that. And I do believe that's how he's going to have to do it because I think Montreal is not motivation, but maybe their belief was stunted a little bit in the opening game of the series. What are your thoughts, Connor? Yeah, um, I think... It could t- they they came out real better than I expected. That is true. That, that's that first very true. Couple barrages. If it wasn't for Flurry, it could have actually been two nothing Montreal. So kudos to them. But then you could see that um, Vegas used that crowd energy to their utmost advantage. How big is the first goal in the playoffs? Just while yeah, we're on? Oh, my that goodness. too. Well, and the other thing, gents, um, and I, Riley, you and I have talked about it too um privately is the crowd i mean the habs have played in oh, front yeah. of what 2500 fans at most this year and then they go into a rocking barn of like 18000 fans literally sold out yeah to you know just stave that off i mean it's been 15 months since anybody's played in front of anything close to that and yeah. you know any canadian team for that matter yeah right yeah, I see this uh, going no more than five, unfortunately. Yeah, like uh, Riley said, I think Price is too good. He'll steal a game. Uh, but it just comes down to, yeah, just the depth of Vegas right. as well as being totally, it looks like they're totally healthy as compared to Montreal. Yeah. Jay Weber's banged up. That's Petrie's a big, a big loss. Petrie, yeah, that's huge. Petrie's arguably if not for Weber, their best. I would say he's underrated. Very underrated across the National Hockey League. Yeah, he he, he, uh, orchestrates that power play. He's got got a great shot. Um, Yeah, yeah, I definitely underappreciate it. Well, the Uh, other thing. But uh, for Montreal, this is a win-win. They're playing with house house money here. Yeah, I've said that exact thing, CeCe. House money, exact words. They didn't. They they weren't supposed to be here. So to nope. even be here to have a chance to go to the finals is a win. Uh, take it, like, yeah. This is it's a gravy. Win. Not to uh, get on the gravy train quite yet, but it's gravy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I agree with you, Connor. Exactly. They're playing with house money, and it kind of reminds you a little bit of the first time the Leafs made the playoffs. You know, they forced Washington to six games, and nobody expected them to even win one. Uh, they win the overtime, the couple of overtime games. It's like, well, this is great. I mean, nobody even expected anything like this, and the Habs have done extremely, you know, a lot better than that. But the other thing I want to add before we kind of shift yeah. off the Habs and Golden Knights here is we were talking about depth before, you know, when you're not an overly deep 
team, you can't afford to be losing your Jeff Petries or your Shea Weber's or your Tyler Toffoli's. Not that he's hurt, but you know, you can't afford to be losing your best players when you don't really have those type of reinforcements up and down the lineup. I'm going to disagree just a little bit, Ben. I'm not saying Montreal is insanely deep, but I don't think they get enough credit for how deep they are. Um, I just, you know what I usually do to test the team's depth? Every team has a pretty decent first and second line, right? Or else you're just not an NHL team. But their third and fourth line isn't at all bad. You got what's called the gray beard line because, of course, it's got Eric Stahl and Corey Perry on it. Uh, both, you know, quite up gray there. beards. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, and then, you know, their third line. You got a lot of young talent, and uh, you have Scary Kotkaniemi sprinkled throughout that lineup. Of course, Suzuki and Caulfield with the goal last game. Then he's flanked by Paul Byron and Josh Anderson. It's a team that can, you know, I would say score, but that obviously is a struggle. But they're, they remind me a bit of the Islanders, obviously not the trot structure, but just a team that needs to capitalize on their chances. Uh, but absolutely, Ben, I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm, I just want to point out, all credit to the Montreal Canadiens. Maybe they're a little thin on the blue line, but that forward core is, uh, CC said underappreciated earlier. I'm going to take that word right out of his mouth and say, I think the Habs depth is a little underappreciated as well. Mm. Oh yeah. It's it definitely seems like it's going to be a tough challenge for the Habs to, to make this a series. Well, but we'll shift over to game two tonight between the Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Islanders, Stole a game in Tampa, Stanley Cup champions, two to one. It was quite even uh, first game. Um, I'll try. Other, other than, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, a softy by Vasilevsky uh, could have could have gone either way. And well, turnovers too. Oh, I literally said to Ben, "We're looking yeah. like a bakery out here with the amount of turnovers we got pulled <laughs> out. Like it's getting ridiculous." In the um, second period, it was brutal. Yeah, yeah, but. Do you, do you see Tampa bouncing back or uh, has, have the Islanders found something from that game one that they sort of exploited uh, Tampa? Uh, yeah, Riley, you cover Tampa. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He watches them a little bit. Yeah. Occasionally, yeah. First of all, the not at all subtle plug for our exact uh, amount of listeners that probably hits a couple thousand and our barrage of listeners, you know, so uh, anyone that's uh, surfing the net tonight at the scrum sports, Ryan Favada will have your tweets and all of your post game recap, but the more important thing, the actual question at hand. Um, so <laughs> I look at this and the easy answer to your question, Connor is I don't know. I mean, it's playoff hockey. It's really hard to predict. And this is an Islanders team that surprises people a lot. Ben, you look like you want to say something. Yeah. I was just going to say cop out. <laughs> no, here's my actual answer though, Ben. If I had to say for four if I, I remember, by the way, at the College of Sports Media where we all went to school, we I did. forget who it was. I think it might have been Austin Mackey, but don't quote me on it. Someone once said in a podcast or a roundtable, actually, someone once said, if there's like, actually, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was me. So I got, really, I, I got complimented on it actually because I made it really graphic and really funny. I was like, cause someone wasn't giving an opinion on something. So I'm like, okay, you're in a dark corner. There's a shady man in a gray jacket. He's got a knife to your head. Who wins this game? And <laughs> so if you're doing that to me, I got my bolts. I really do. I don't yeah. think this is a team that likes to go down to nothing. Not that anyone does, but <laughs> I, here's all I'll say. That was a terrible little answer, but my real answer is this. Boom. Biggest stat I've seen 
since this lightning dropping of game one, and Ben already knows this one, but Connor, this might be surprised. This might surprise you because the Lightning have played a lot of hockey since 2014 in the postseason, the most yeah. in the NHL. Since 2014, the Lightning have six wins, only six wins in the first home game of a playoff series in 18 attempts. And guess how many? Just ballpark me, Connor. How many do you think they won of those 18? 13. Yeah. 13. You're pretty close. 13, 13 okay. After dropping game one at home, that's impressive. Wow. That is a that is a sign of a team that is resilient. That is a t- sign of a team that doesn't get a lull when they have a bad game. And I saw a picture. I wish the Zoom was actually carried over, and maybe we'll look at YouTube later on. But um, I I can paint a word picture for you, gentlemen. Uh, Victor Hedman at practice today, hand up in the air, smiling. All the boys are going. They look loose, and that's the sign of a team that isn't phased by dropping game one in front of a barn full of their fans that they haven't seen in a while. Uh, obviously, they've had the fans back for the playoffs, but they don't want to let these guys down, especially no. since those fans didn't see them win the cup last year. You already know that Tampa would love to come back and get a cup with no quote-unquote asterisk. Don't get me started yeah, on yeah. that. But anyways, I think the Lightning do come back. Connor, you mentioned the power play. Sure, it was an issue, but how many attempts did they get? Two, if I remember yeah, correctly. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they didn't have many attempts, and sometimes – my biggest pet peeve is when a team I'm rooting for gets a power play at the tail end of a period and has to carry over on fresh ice. You're like, Oh, fresh ice, easy puck movement, but it just never works. You're sluggish. You've just been sitting there drinking water and chatting it up with the guys. You're not ready to go out and click on the power play. So, you know, I kind of discredit the one. So they really only had one look and they scored. I think they were one for two. Braden point did actually get a power play goal at the tail end of that game. So, you know, the power play, I think given more opportunities will be good, but here's the thing guys. The Islanders don't give you many opportunities. They've taken the least amount of penalties in the playoffs this season for any team remaining. And that's pretty standard, about two cracks a night. So this is a lightning power play that is lethal, but it's got to act lethal out there. I'm rambling. I know I can talk about this team all day, but we uh, have other people on this show apparently. So, Ben, if you want to take it, do you, do you agree? You think the Bolts tie this up? Or did the Islanders take it back to New York with a 2 nothing series lead, which, again – is so dangerous because all you have to do is split at home and you're mathematically odds on favorites to win the series. Yeah. Do they do it? I I think, I think I agree with you that the lightning come back and, and tie this up. I mean, you know, we've both said that we think this is going to be a long series. And um, I think these are two very evenly matched teams. Um, you know, obviously you would give, the edge in goal to the lightning and um no <laughs> and maybe even uh maybe you know on blue the blue line yeah. yeah you know so but up front they're pretty evenly matched i would they're say they're so different <laughs> yeah. like tampa bay wants to score off the rush and play with speed the islanders have speed don't get me wrong that's an undervalued aspect of their game because matt barzell can fly there are others on that team. I think Anders Lee is pretty fast. Pajot yep. can go. So, you know, Anders Lee's hurt. <laughs> but, you know, they have some speed, even without their captain. So they like to clog the neutral zone and shut down teams like Tampa. Tampa just wants to overwhelm them with their speed. Connor, do you think their speed and their structure for the Islanders, what do you think weighs out in a game two that is obviously very crucial for both teams? If I'm running a team, always speed and skill um, overtakes structure any day because at the end of the day you need guys to put the puck in the net that's the objective um yeah, <laughs> yeah of course yeah keeping the puck out of the net's great yep. but 
it doesn't matter yeah. if you can't score so i mean uh, montreal is sometimes living proof of that are we right like montreal every once in a while carry price is having the game of his life but they score like negative one goals so <laughs> yeah um no, but I, I think Tampa comes back. I mean, you look at it. They had a ton of chances late the other day mm. to tie that up. Um, you so know, close. a great push in the last five minutes or so to tie that up. But, you know, we were saying this before uh, the two of us ride that, you know, the Lightning played well for the first 10 minutes. Yep. I was actually going to chime in with yeah. that. Yeah. And then, and then, didn't play well for the rest of it until, until the final five yeah. minutes. They played a good 15 minutes, which as you know, Ben can save you 15% or more on car insurance. But yes, I do know game. that. And that's also a quarter of a hockey game for yeah. us, the mathematicians out there. Yeah. You carry the load on the math category, mm-hmm. Connor, you were, you were hoping to say, something I will, I will say uh, Tampa does need um, production uh, from their defenseman offensively. Yeah. Where's it been? So How, that, that's, that's if Islanders there. can, Somehow, which I don't see with Hedman, Sergeyev, you know, even uh, McDonough's got a McDonough, shot. Right? Even, yeah. David Savard. If they, if they can keep, <laughs> for the record, guys, keep him, I, keep them off the score sheet. I think, yeah, t- uh, Islanders have a great chance. I don't see it, but uh, if they continue to do that, yeah, I think Tampa goes down. I think it'll add up, and I think, yeah, the forwards are. Yeah, they play a different style, like we said, but they're pretty, pretty, uh, pretty equal. So just so the listeners understand yeah, that little joke. Just different ben. styles. Obviously. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done there, Connor. My bad. Yeah, no, no, no problem. I was just going to say, um, with <laughs> the only joke from Ben there that I don't know if it fell on deaf ears because he actually picked David Savard in our little fake playoff pool that we just are running by ourselves. And I don't think he got a single point because he's David Savard. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. he it played. wasn't, wasn't the most astute pick I've ever done, but that doesn't mean that my opinions are not uh, worthy of being consumed. Well, yeah, we will see what happens tonight. Puck drop is at eight o'clock. In... At the scrum sport. <laughs> yeah. Enough plugs. At the, okay. at the forum in Tampa. I'm like an outlet, Benny. I got so many yeah, plugs. At going. the forum. Nah. <laughs> but here north of the border, big news yesterday coming out. CFL will be back August 5th, like I said earlier in the intro. All right. Just um, so we know, where's your allegiance at right now? <laughs> er, Red Blacks. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> goes. Connor, I don't even know who you cheer for. You're on the Argos as well. Me? Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a Toronto guy. Fringe? Really. Yeah, are you more? Are you a big CFL guy or more of a fringe? I kind of. No, I like I like the game. I don't really have a team. Okay. But I yeah. I mean, none of us do. Quote I, I unquote, just love the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Well, but... <laughs> you, you yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, guys, it's exciting. What are you most looking forward to? I, for me, it's yeah just seeing the game again it's been yeah easy answer but true too long it's like like yeah we we i uh, just yeah the uh the bigger field just the explosive yeah. plays the kick return touchdowns like you don't see that in the yeah. nfl so well look uh, yeah i uh <laughs> i 
have always said this, and I think, I mean, I don't know where you stand, Connor, but uh, Riley and I have always said that the CFL is a better entertainment product than the NFL is. I don't, here's what I'll say. I don't necessarily think it's better football. It's just more entertaining, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't like, I don't agree necessarily, Ben. I don't even think you believe that the athletes are on par or better no. than NFL no. players, but just no. the entertainment value and some of the crazy yeah. stuff that goes down. Yeah. No, it's a very different argument. We're by no means saying that the CFL has a superior talent base. Before Cole Wiston hops in and jumps all over us. Right. Well, <laughs> he probably isn't listening to this anyway, but yeah. Um, yeah. Come knows? on. Pop in Cole. <laughs> what are you no, doing? Anyway, um, continue, Ben. You know, so so yeah, I I have always thought that, and I still do. Um, you know, and I, without the CFL, kind of, not that I didn't watch the NFL before, but followed it more religiously last year, um, because there was no CFL and because I needed a football fix, loved it, um, but still would venture any day of the week that the CFL is a better talent or not a better talent level, but a better entertainment level rather than the NFL is, you know, the clock rules, the three downs, the larger field, um, you know, the bigger ball. I know it doesn't make much of a difference, but it changes the game a bit. What's that? The ball, the ball, it's a bigger ball. It kind of, you know, that alters things a little. Are you done there? No, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say like personally as a sports fan, the reason I'm excited for CFL is because I don't watch many summer sports. Ben, as you know, I'm not a big fan of baseball. Breaking so. news, everybody. Riley <laughs> doesn't like baseball. Yeah, um, it's a little slow. Oh, AKA molasses. But, oh, yeah, I know. Everyone's Somehow slower. still not as slow as Connor or I. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think all of our listeners necessarily know the case. <laughs> all of our, again, our millions of listeners out there. Um, but you know what? For me, it just fills the void. I didn't have much to watch in the summer. I'm not a big baseball guy. I'll watch tennis occasionally. I don't mind watching a bit of Wimbledon, French Open, some of the ones that go in the summer. I like, come on. Tell me you guys don't think it's entertaining when like Nadal and Djokovic go head to head or like Andrescu and Serena Williams. Like those are good games. So I'll watch wa- we watch the, yeah, the, the US yeah. Open final that match, Bianca won. Please. Yeah, no, that was great. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a proud moment for Canada. Uh, I still wish my girl Jeannie Bichette had to done it back in her day. Yeah. But that will never happen. Anyways, we're getting on yeah. tennis talk, which was not scheduled, by the way, folks. So, <laughs> uh, point is, I like tennis. I'm not a big fan of baseball. You know, all the other sports pretty much slow down in the summer for the most part. So, CFL just fills the void. I know it's not every day, but maybe that's a good thing. I probably watch too much sports on the whole. It's probably an unhealthy <laughs> addiction. So, I think, you know, it just gives me something to watch every couple of days. In fact, last summer was great. Aside from the job I was working, I was out of Tim Hortons, which is not fun, especially when you burn your hand with coffee. But, like, second yeah. degree. Way, not so ideal, yeah. everyone. Tim Hortons coffee, they do, like, extra. Oh, it's hot. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the hot. job, but you know what I liked was coming home from the job, unwinding and just throwing on Friday Night Football. It was great. Yeah, yeah. You're at the beach watching football, CFL, yeah. what's better than that? I'm excited to get back up to the beach. It should be open, and I'm excited to watch some football again in Canada. And actually, Ben, tickets aren't that bad for this league, so I would love, and Connor, like we said, 
like just making plans on the air here no big deal but we got to go to a game for sure because live cfl is a good time so all our millions of listeners feel free to tag yeah. along okay that i think we've run that well dry <laughs> just, it is also going to be interesting after a full year of uh no cfl is this the best time for cfl like will there be more of a following now because people that's a good question that's going to be interesting it all depends of course on if fans are allowed in the i think some will be at the very least that'll but but will more canadians and more people out there be watching that's gonna Mm. be you know what ben i'm gonna take it first i don't think so unfortunately i'll let you explain why you think your answer but i think everyone kind of knows why i'd be saying no uh i think one particular man named william who may happen to listen to this podcast on a later occasion might have a theory that the CFL hasn't really done anything to make <laughs> more money. Uh, he might've mentioned it once or twice, yeah. but anyways, that it's kind of true when you think about it, no, it's it pretty much just like, we're back. You better care about us. So I don't know if that attitude necessarily pays off, but maybe there's something they're doing, right? Do you have any idea what they're doing that then might draw more people in? You're more, again, you're the source on this. So. Yeah. I mean, look, um, I really haven't heard a lot in terms of that for now. Um, It's just going to be great to see the league back. And I think people, I think it's, I mean, obviously it's incumbent on the league to do something to, to kind of market itself better uh, because clearly it needs that. But you know what else uh, is people like us, right? People like us who watch yeah to try and get other people who wouldn't Mm. uh to sit down yeah invite a friend over who doesn't watch cfl show them a game right you know i mean it doesn't seem like much but at least you know you're doing your part and saying okay this is what this is and instead of just allowing people to dismiss it without even watching it i mean sure you know you watch one and for whatever reason you don't enjoy it fine great whatever but there's this kind of instant misconception misconception and instant dismissiveness among people that you know the cfl is amateur it's not professional that sucks blah 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 how many games have you watched oh none yeah you know so how can you say that it sucks when you don't even watch it it's one of those things ben where like everyone's like why would i give a homeless person 25 cents and it's like well what if everyone did it why would i donate 25 cents to charity well what if everyone did it if every CFL fan showed like, hey, I mean, aside from Ben, everyone has at least like three or four friends. So, <laughs> and, you know, that's a lot of people. And he somehow thinks he's coming back on the next show. <laughs> Point being, if you show enough people, like if everyone shows their group of friends as opposed to just one friend, you know, it could get some could get some play. That burn was hotter than the one on your hand a couple of years ah, ago. I doubt that, man. <laughs> Goodness. It was probably just lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> Comparatively, maybe. That Tim's ho- that Kim's coffee burned me. Holy, holy. You're pretty pale there. No, anyway. Got anything else for us on the CFL, or is that just about do it? Uh, it might be an ab- abbreviated episode today, but. Oh, uh, no. Um, well, wait, how about we, let's talk guys- about the thought of a mid-december great yeah mid-december i i don't think it's much of a 
No, it snows most of the time. They, not they, most, but some of the time, it, depending on the venue. It's because in November, it's already usually snowing as it is. and then Yeah. You know, Guns N' Roses was pretty wrong. You don't see much November rain, so. <laughs> especially here in canada not in this snowed, country yeah of course of course from like october to sometimes april so it's like yeah, of course g dubs manages to come on here and make a music reference on not only podcast. a music reference but like rock slash metal reference you gotta here's my question last second Last second question for us. Rapid fire. Don't think too much. Yeah. Uh, who wins tonight? First score for just overall. Who scores the first yeah. goal of the game? Who wins? Uh, we're all on Tampa, obviously. Mm. Um, you know what? He was quiet last game in general. Give me Nikita Futurov and the Bolts. Uh, let's do a score just for fun. You don't have to, but I'll take the Bolts. 3-2 uh, Kucherov scores first. Um, I have, for me, I'm going to take the Bolts as well. I'm going, yeah, I, uh, five, three. I think they're going to find a way to break find the offense a little bit. I eh? think they'll have a couple more, um, uh, power play opportunities and they're, Ooh. they're so lethal on the power play. It's, you know, it would be a good pick. So you said, you, you said you saw the D scoring, maybe a D man balls is first. Yeah. Yeah. Edmund? yeah. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll take them. I convince you, Benny. And then we got to wrap up. Zoom's kicking us out. It sucks because this is prime analysis from three of the best in the game. But Indeed. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, no- Rye, you're either going to hate this or you're going to love it. I don't know which. He's been a little bit more noticeable lately. Tyler Johnson? Um, Tyler Bleeping Johnson is going yeah. to bulge first. Tyler Blank and Johnson. For the Bolts tonight. You know what? I and- He has been noticeable lately. Yeah. Last little – we got two minutes. That's just enough time for me to – talk about the roller coaster season it's been Tyler <laughs> Johnson but you know what he has been more noticeable lately he's getting into corners he's using his speed he's his shot has looked improved all things good but it's the last minute of play so a little quick goodbyes and uh, we'll see you next episode yeah five three bolts uh f- sorry four two bolts tonight is what I go with and TJ scoring the first yeah all right well that's that'll do it for episode four sports or podcast Again, I'm Clyde Carrington. Thanks for joining me with Ben Brown and Riley Gillespie-Wilson. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you in the next one. Before we go, Gillespie-Wilson. Have a good one, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering whether that was coming. Take care, folks.